1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's
0: going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you got Romley?
2: Welcome into the Go Balls Twenty Four Seven Podcast. I am Ben McKee, joined by Ryan Callahan on a breaking news edition of the Go Balls Twenty Four Seven Podcast. Because for the first time in what feels like forever, Ryan, Tennessee football has picked up a commitment.
0: They have, and and, and you're right, it, it feels like it has been a while. Uh, but Tennessee now has made another addition, uh, an early addition to its 2025 recruiting class, landing cornerback Dylan Lewis out of Milton High School in the Atlanta area. Uh, if that sounds like a familiar school, uh, certainly some Tennessee history there. You know, it's that's the same school that produced uh, Cortez Sapp, the former Vols linebacker. Uh, also Trayvon Palk, the former uh, running back that was uh, at Tennessee for a little while. Um, and now you have uh, two teammates from Milton already committed. They're the only commitments in Tennessee's 2025 class. Uh, Shamar Arno, the, the cornerback who gave them their first commitment for the class. And now uh, his his friend and teammate, Dylan Lewis. Um, these guys actually attended a camp at Tennessee together back in early June of last year. Uh, got offers from Tennessee on the same night. had, had both visited Tennessee multiple times. I, I, you know, Dylan Lewis was back in town for the uh, for the South Carolina game uh, less than two weeks ago, and uh, you know, pretty much knew I think by the end of that visit that's that's where he wanted to go. But that was at least his fifth visit, I believe, uh, to, to Knoxville in less than a year and a half. So. He's he spent a lot of time on campus and certainly looked like someone that Tennessee had a good shot at landing uh, for a while now. And, uh, and, and they beat out Clemson and some other good programs for uh, a, a cornerback that's uh, you know six feet, 180 pounds and has, has some other offers from from really good programs. So another nice early pickup here for Tennessee. And for the second straight year, um, the Vols have a couple of early commitments at the cornerback position from some players. They really like uh, a position that they've you know often had trouble recruiting in the past, uh, going back over multiple coaching staffs. And now Tennessee's got this nice kind of pipeline starting to build with some real talent at the cornerback position. So a nice early pickup here for the Vols, and um, certainly nice uh, for for them to to have some some certainty at that position as opposed to being you know scrambling in the summer going into players senior year looking for a for a second cornerback in this class. Tennessee already has the luxury of having two cornerbacks committed before the end of their junior seasons
2: well in the backstory between Dylan Lewis and Shamar Arno committing to Tennessee he goes back to a camp this past summer or the summer before correct
0: yeah last summer they were you know like I said they were at this at the same camp and uh, and, and you know it really impressed Tennessee with the their performances there and you you could certainly see uh, even then you know just sort of the skill set even at that time going into their sophomore seasons the size yeah, just the overall athleticism. It was it was not a shock that Tennessee offered those guys, and uh, they they did a good job of pretty quickly from there building strong relationships with those guys. So you never know how those early offers are going to pan out, but it certainly looked like at the time. And uh, once once you saw them coming back to campus uh, uh, in the in the months after that, it was pretty clear those were going to be among Tennessee's best options at cornerback in the 2025 class. So um certainly it's it's been building since then and tennessee was one of the earlier offers for both of those guys uh one of the one certainly one of the first sec offers for each of those guys if not the first and uh to to get in there early on those guys you know that's that's the value of camps Uh, that's the value of getting players to your campus uh coming off their freshman year and things like that where you can get an early evaluation get ahead of some teams you know at that time uh dylan lewis wasn't even on the varsity, uh, had, had yet to play a varsity snap in a game. Uh, he was going into his sophomore year and uh, Milton is so loaded. He was on the freshman team his freshman year. You don't see that a whole lot from SEC bound players, but uh, they had something like 12 power five players on that team his freshman year. So he's on the v- freshman team. No one had even seen varsity film of him and, and Tennessee gets him on campus, likes him at camp and offers him. So uh yeah, Tennessee's had a long-standing relationship there with Dylan Lewis and uh r- really liked him. And uh, you know, they they uh they, they've got a pretty impressive secondary there at uh at Milton with a with a, a also another Tennessee target. Uh Tyler Redman also in their secondary and, and those guys now, uh Dylan Lewis and Shamar Arno, uh planning to head to Tennessee together. Uh, you don't see that a whole lot, certainly. Uh the two guys in the same secondary, especially at cornerback. Uh, are are you know already committed to the same school but that's the situation and certainly a a, a good bond between those guys that only is going to strengthen their commitments to Tennessee I think going forward and, you know that's that's the one thing I think people always wonder with early commitments or, you know is this going to stick uh, I think you have to like the chances of Tennessee holding on to both of these guys at least in part because they're both committed to Tennessee and 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 I think like the idea of playing together in college
2: well, you, you've been covering recruiting for quite some time now because you are an old man just like Wes Rucker. Have, have you ever <laughs> seen two defensive backs in the same secondary in, in high school be committed uh, to a school, especially uh, Tennessee? And and it's not like it's the current class. It's a class away from being the
0: class. Yeah, exactly. No, I I I'm, I would imagine it's happened at other schools. I'm trying to think off the top of my head of whether I've seen any any examples of that at at other schools, but i I definitely haven't seen it uh, at Tennessee, not in the same class, not not like that uh, with uh, you know players that are that are both that heavily re- recruited, frankly, you know you, it's it's hard to find hard enough to find that uh, a secondary with two SEC level prospects, much less who are going to end up at the same school. and it's just uh, you know playing the same position like that at, at a position where a lot of teams will sign only two or three players in a given class um that that's just so hard to to, to find that. So a pretty unique situation for, for Tennessee to have those guys, you know, at potentially the same position um, that that's, that's obviously, uh, you know, going to going to depend on, on whether one of those guys might develop into a safety in the future or or a nickel or whatever, but at least currently rated and, and projected to be, to be cornerbacks uh, at least at the moment. So you know, for those guys to be at the same position and, and committed to the same school, it's, it's definitely not something you see every day. And that's something I've seen, uh, in my time covering Tennessee. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it's happened before, but probably not too often.
2: You mentioned Tyler Redman, their teammate, uh, what position does he play in the secondary? And and he also released the top five recently. Uh, that, that typically means a decision could be around the corner.
0: Yeah, he, he's, uh, he, he is another guy working toward a, a potentially early decision. We'll, we'll, we'll see if he follows through on that, but he, uh, last time I spoke with him, he told me that he was, uh, going to make a decision uh, maybe by the end of the calendar year. So that's, you know, he's at least someone entering the, at least in his mind, the home stretch of his recruitment. Um, he He's, he's listed as a cornerback right now as well, because they have three guys that are that good. They, they kind of move them around a little bit at, at Milton and have the luxury of doing that. So they'll play one of those guys at nickel. Sometimes they'll, they'll play th- occasionally at safety uh, just to, to sort of take advantage of their skill sets and their versatility. And that's, you know that that's maybe the most exciting thing for for Tennessee about Dylan Lewis too is he's got uh, a build and still you know maybe some physical upside to add some weight and maybe maybe not done growing either. We'll see about that, but you know looks like a guy right now at around six feet, 180 pounds, who could play basically anywhere in the secondary. You know we've talked before about how how Tennessee does recruit a lot of guys like that. Dylan Lewis certainly fits that description as someone who can. Uh, You know, certainly project at cornerback right now, and and being close to 180, that's about where you want uh, a cornerback at his age. You know, coming out of high school, and 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 really not even coming out of high school yet; still another year to go um, before he even could potentially graduate early if he decides to do that. Um, So, so yeah, good weight, good size, and and yet still, you know, already has a skill set that could lend itself to to the nickel position as most corners do. And then his you know his coach even acknowledged, "Hey." There's a chance if he gets much bigger, he could end up being a safety, no question. So uh, you've got some some options there, some versatility, and, and, and his school has sort of taken advantage of that versatility with all those guys. You know, it's it's uh, again pretty unique to have three guys that are around six feet that have that kind of athleticism, but they've got that in Shamar Arno, uh, Dylan Lewis, and, and Tyler Redmond. Redmond just transferred in this offseason from from uh, St. Francis High School in nearby Alpharetta, Georgia. But uh, but th- to have those three guys together there now. Um, pretty impressive, and you know, again, nothing unusual for Milton, which has put out a bunch of Power 5 prospects in recent years, but um, but still pretty impressive to have three guys like that in the secondary that you can kind of mix and match depending on the situation.
2: You mentioned earlier that Tennessee beat out Clemson for Dylan Lewis. Uh, what other teams were were in the mix, and uh, why do you think Tennessee was his choice? What, what pushed Tennessee over the edge uh, to beat out Clemson?
0: Yeah, I, I think Tennessee and, and Clemson were the were the two, you know, the, in the best shape there at the end. It seemed like those were the two, you know, that were kind of the uh the best combination of of recruiting him the hardest and and that he was most interested in. Uh he never put out a top five or anything like that leading up to it, but he uh he, he kind of made it clear that those two were were on him harder than anybody else and that uh and that Tennessee was uh was you know probably doing the best job of recruiting him, but that Clemson was maybe right there. With them, he had attended a game at at uh, at Clemson just last month, and uh, was even planning to go back for a game later this season. You know, it doesn't sound like he'll uh, do that now. But um, LSU was also in the mix; had hosted him for a game uh, last month. You know, I'm not sure exactly where he was on their board. You know, and it's and it's early enough in 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 a cycle like this that um, you know you're you're sort of most schools are sort of fi- feeling out right now who's who's realistic and who's not, and and you don't really you don't necessarily have a, a clear cut idea of who's definitely a take and who's not until you start thinking someone might be ready to commit. So it's hard to say for sure uh, where he is on some of those schools boards right now, but regardless, you know, Tennessee ha- has has been recruiting him hard for a while. And, and, you know, since August 1st, he's gotten a better idea of who really wanted him uh, since schools could, could contact him directly the past couple months. Uh, and that's, that's always insightful for a player. And in Dylan Lewis's case, I think that that helped Tennessee and, and Clemson kind of differentiate themselves a little bit from some of the other schools, and certainly Tennessee. You know, they again they've been recruiting him for more than a year. In the past few months, it sounds like that you know the the contact has just ramped up um, even more, and and the the relationship has gotten pretty strong there. So not not surprised to see Tennessee win out in the end, but you know he, he's a guy that Clemson just offered this past uh, you know back in June um, had had still gotten some good offers back in the spring, Mississippi State, NC State. Virginia Tech. So, this is the guy who 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 very very likely will get more offers in the coming months and, you know, again already had uh 24 offers at least. Uh so so Tennessee, you know, getting a good player here certainly that some other programs had uh had been recruiting and had liked quite a bit over the past several months. So, uh but yeah, in the end I think it came down to mostly Tennessee and Clemson with LSU and a, a couple others also in the mix.
2: Tennessee now has two commitments in the class of 2025 and and both are defensive backs what do you think that means for Tennessee once it does get to the point of completely focusing on the 2025 class
0: yeah that's that's going to be interesting to see uh, you know we know at, at one point Tennessee and, and and they still are certainly interested in, in adding a third cornerback but at one point their plan was to sign three cornerbacks in this class if they could get them and they obviously got the early commitments from Caleb Beasley and Marcus Gorey, uh with Gorey committing back in February that sort of allowed them to, to be selective at that position going forward. I, I would imagine you'll see Tennessee take a, a, a fairly similar approach uh, with the 2025 class now. You don't have to stop recruiting players at that position. That's that's never really a good idea. So I think they'll continue to to recruit other cornerbacks. And I, I, I would imagine they'll, they'll remain pretty open to, to adding a third corner in this class. And again, the fact that you've got a guy like Dylan Lewis who has some positional versatility and, and, and Shamar Arno still might have, have some positional versatility. You're going to keep recruiting other guys too, and that's another reason you you probably go a little bit heavy, heavier at the cornerback position when you're recruiting defensive backs, especially this far out, just because it is so hard to project when someone might grow into into a safety or or just you know might end up being a better fit at nickel or whatever it might be. You keep recruiting other guys, uh, and, and you probably sign a little more at corner than at safety because you need. To to have the luxury of of someone maybe growing out of that corner position, so um so yeah, Tennessee is still going to recruit other guys at that position. I would imagine they'll they'll look to sign maybe three, but that could be impacted by what happens with the rest of the twenty twenty four cycle. You know, they're still recruiting some guys like Kai Bates, the the uh, longtime Tennessee target that's uh, that's committed to LSU, still still kicking the tires there to see if they can get him back on campus. So there, there's still some other possibilities out there, maybe at corner. In the 24 class. And then we'll see who leaves from the current roster this offseason, too. That always could dictate their plans for the 2025 class. But I would say they're not done there, but certainly in a very good spot to, to be able to be selective, at least going forward.
2: Dylan Lewis, a cornerback from Milton High School in Alpharetta, Georgia, commits to Tennessee over Clemson, becoming the second 2025 recruit to commit to the Vols. And it is a significant commitment anytime. You beat out Clemson. Still plenty of recruiting to discuss. But first, we do have to take a break. So we will get back to the recruiting conversation after this break here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Money!
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you
1: didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't
0: actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
2: Welcome back into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. I am Ben McKee, and I am joined by Ryan Callahan on this breaking news edition of the podcast because Dylan Lewis, a corner from Georgia, committed to Tennessee over Clemson on Thursday evening. And before we get back into the recruiting conversation, do want to encourage you, if you don't mind, to take a minute out of your day to go like, rate, and review the podcast. We would greatly appreciate that. We would also appreciate, as Wes always points out, If you would point out our podcast to a fellow Tennessee fan, whether it's somebody you know or somebody you see in public, that would certainly help us a great deal. And we would appreciate that more than you know if you could do that for us. Ryan, it's it's been kind of boring on the recruiting trail the last month or so. Things are are starting to pick back up. However, uh, Tennessee finally gets a commitment in the class of 2025. I guess a commitment is better than no commitments. Uh, but on on the twenty twenty four trail, it has been uh, somewhat quiet. But it has begun to pick back up, and that started with a big weekend against South Carolina. Not big in the sense of having a, a ton of official visitors in town, but the visitors that were here, they were pretty significant.
0: That they were or had had a couple of official visitors in in, in Cameron Michael, the the four star athlete uh really really a wide receiver target for tennessee and most teams but um out of statesboro georgia uh, back in town for his official visit to tennessee Uh, and then also daniel hill the four-star athlete really a running back for most schools um out of meridian mississippi uh and both those guys you know working toward fall decisions as you would expect this time of year um daniel hill actually put out a top three uh just uh on wednesday night that uh um sort of uh, uh, solidified what we already knew that South Carolina, Alabama and Tennessee were the, were the three favorites to land him, but you know, officially kind of narrowing his focus to those schools. So um we'll we don't know an exact timeline for his decision right now, but uh, definitely looks like, you know, Alabama and South Carolina are, are still widely believed to be, you know, the favorites or the, or the teams in the, in the best shape with him. But there's no consensus right now, uh, at least right at the moment, on uh, on which team might be in the driver's seat. You know, we, we'd heard mostly Alabama talk for the past several weeks, uh, and then you know, here recently it sounded like South Carolina is not out of that one just yet. I, I've not heard a ton of reason for um, just you know serious optimism about Tennessee's chances, but the balls have hung around in that one and, and did a good job on the official visit and and still have a still have a shot there. So we'll see if anything uh, happens in the coming weeks or, or or you know how long he waits to make a decision. And and whether Tennessee can can chase down whoever is in the driver's seat for uh, for Daniel Hill, and then you know Cam Michael, that's that's the one that looks like the better option for Tennessee right now. He's coming off an official visit to Texas A and M this past weekend. That might end up being his final official visit. We'll see about that. Uh, He's talked about taking one to Kentucky later this month. That would actually be for the weekend of Kentucky's game against Tennessee. Um, But it, it sounds like he might take you know a couple more unofficial visits at least and make a decision. Sometime in November, there's been some talk of maybe sometime around Thanksgiving. He had previously mentioned November 3rd, so you know, somewhere, somewhere next month uh, makes the most sense probably for him to announce a decision. And I think Tennessee still has as good a chance as anybody uh, with him. So that's uh, that, that was an important official visit for Tennessee, and then the unofficial visitors, headlined by a big time offensive lineman Jordan Seton uh, out of IMG Academy in Florida. His first time on campus, he's a top 100 prospect nationally, who's uh, been you know really one of the most sought after uncommitted players in the 2024 class over the past few months, and uh, certainly sounds like Tennessee has has improved its chances with him. Uh, and and the expectation right now, he's not confirmed this publicly, but the expectation is that he will make it back to Knoxville for an official visit. Now, with that being said, Ohio State, Oregon, some other teams are still you know at least in line for official visits, and. You know, he's not said a whole lot about his his upcoming plans as far as dates being set, and he's been a bit uh, he's been a bit flaky, I would say, in terms of sticking with visit plans. He he's you know he backed out on an official visit to Florida last month and rescheduled it for um, for for earlier or for this past weekend, and up it did end up taking that one, um, but had an official visit scheduled for Oklahoma the weekend and end up at Tennessee. So he, he's been known to change plans before, so. That makes his official visit plans um, sort of hard to to assume uh, that they're going to stay as as expected. But the expectation right now is that Tennessee will get him back for an official visit. So that's certainly a big one to keep an eye on. Just several teams still in the mix for him. Florida and Alabama have been widely viewed as, the, as maybe the teams to beat. Um, but several teams still in. It and it sounds like Tennessee has really improved its chances since that official visit. So we'll see if they can kind of keep that momentum with them in the coming weeks as they continue to battle for a guy who, again, is one of the most sought-after players left on the board in the 2024 class.
2: That South Carolina weekend was very, very important because you got players, recruits on campus for a big game day atmosphere. But I, I think you could argue that this past weekend during the open week, it, it was even more important of a recruiting weekend for Tennessee because coaches were able to get out and go see players.
0: Yeah, that that's uh, – these visits are not always the most impactful in terms of how much they can impact where a player is really going to go, you know going to a school during a during an evaluation period is not always going to have um, just just a major effect on on which school might be in in the best shape with a player. but I think they they can be they can be helpful visits for sure. they can be obviously with it being an evaluation period, they can be really helpful from an evaluation standpoint, but you're not having in-depth meetings with players you can't do things like that you're not these aren't in-home visits or anything like that so the the benefit of them can be a little bit limited but they're very insightful i think in regard to what priorities are and aren't left on the board and it was very interesting to me that tennessee you know, not surprising that they checked in on some guys who are committed to other schools like kai bates that i mentioned earlier like Amaris uh, williams uh, the four-star defensive lineman from north carolina committed to florida uh, that was was going to take an official visit to Tennessee back in June before he announced his commitment to Florida and then ended up obviously canceling that trip to Knoxville so Tennessee's still trying to get him back on campus sometime this fall uh, we'll see if that happens that's at least a possibility still out there Ohio State offered him not too long ago um he's talking about maybe taking an official visit there so you know he's a, he's a guy with the door still open just sort of like Kai Bates who looks like a possibility and so Tennessee went to see those guys and meanwhile, they didn't go see some guys um, such as Nas- uh, Nasir Smith, uh, the defensive lineman out of Grayson High School in the Atlanta area. That's one that I thought Tennessee uh, might check on last week. It seems like, though, that things have maybe slowed down a bit with him in Tennessee recently. So um, so visits like that during an open date when coaches have time to sort of go wherever they want um, can be really insightful in, in that way. They obviously went out to see – the three junior college defensive linemen they're pursuing right now, Kamari Copeland, um, Jamal Wallace, and then also Brian Taylor out of Blinn College in Texas, and all three of those guys could end up visiting Tennessee the weekend of November 18 for the Vols game against Georgia. That would be pretty interesting to have all three of those guys uh, who, who might, you know, we'll, we'll see if Tennessee ends up trying to take one or two of those guys. It, it'd probably be more likely one if I had to guess, but for all three of those guys sort of. Maybe jockeying for one spot in Tennessee's class to visit the same weekend could be kind of interesting. But uh, regardless, Tennessee's got competition for all three of them. Brian Taylor, in particular, looks like you know maybe the most sought after of those three right now. With some other SEC teams being involved and currently scheduled to host him on official visits, so um, a lot, a lot of names still on the board there, and some needs still to address down the stretch. Even though Tennessee is in pretty good shape with 20 commitments in a top 10 class right now, they're certainly wanting to add. Another receiver, as we mentioned, with Cam Michael, another tight end. And they went to see some tight end targets last week, including Roger Salia uh, who remains kind of the top name left on the board out of out in Utah. Uh, Alec Abel was out to see him. Um, still would like to add some defensive line help, as we mentioned. And then, uh, you know, still kind of kicking the tires on someone like Kai Bates in the secondary. So a lot of possibilities still out there and, and uh, still some things worth tracking that will be happening for sure in the coming weeks as we get closer to early signing day. And
2: then this weekend will also be a a massive opportunity for for Tennessee on the trail because similar to the South Carolina game, this this Texas A&M environment that Neyland Stadium is going to create uh, is going to be one of the best in college football this weekend uh, and, and one of the best that you'll see in college football all year long. And Tennessee will certainly want to take advantage of that from a recruiting standpoint as well.
0: Uh, absolutely, yeah. It's 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 Checker That's all you need to know. This this will be shown quite a bit on on national TV, and should be, as you said, a pretty fun environment. Especially if the 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 weather remains clear. I know it's, at some points this week there had been some rain in the forecast, but either way, it should be a should be a really good environment for Tennessee to to showcase. And we've thought all along that this would be one of the three kind of big home recruiting weekends for Tennessee, and it, it's shaping up to be that. Um, not so much in terms of, of, of official visitors as of right now, uh, as of the recording of this podcast, not expecting any official visitors in. And it will be a little bit on the lighter side in terms of unofficial visitors for the for the 2024 class as well. But the 2025 class in particular, um, going to have some really good players in, including a few of Tennessee's top in-state targets. Uh, George McIntyre, the five-star quarterback out of Brentwood Academy, kind of the headliner of that group. This is his First trip to Knoxville this season might not be the only one. We'll see if he makes it back next month for the Georgia game. I think that's still a good possibility, uh, especially depending on what's happening with his team at that point. If he's not in the playoffs, I would think that's a, a, a an even better possibility. But um, but that's that's certainly still out there. But to get him back in town for a game, uh, certainly a big deal. And, and any visit of his at this point is is noteworthy. Noteworthy with him going into probably the final six months at most of his of his recruitment before he makes a decision I would think he's looking at a at a likely spring decision right now but we'll see how how long he kind of keeps things open but he he is uh sort of entering the home stretch as he kind of signaled this week by announcing a top 10 uh, that obviously included Tennessee and Alabama along with LSU those are those are kind of the three teams that have I think separated themselves to this point even though he put out a top 10 I think a lot of people know those are kind of the three in the best shape with them right now and I, I still think it's Tennessee and Alabama mostly at the top. Uh, but, but Tennessee obviously has been uh, been one of the front runners for a while and remains in pretty good shape there. So a big visit for him this weekend. Cameron Sparks, uh, one of his seven-on-seven teammates, a uh, five-star athlete out of Baylor School in Chattanooga, also will be back in town. He's a guy who's visited Tennessee a bunch, uh, was in town for, uh, I believe, two different camps this summer, but at, at least one, and was in town a couple of times during the summer. And uh, and certainly has, has spent a lot of time in Knoxville, feels really comfortable there, uh, he'll be back in for his first game of the season. Um, and then also Ethan Utley, uh, a, a guy who's not visited quite as much as those two. Uh, but this this will be, I think, his fifth trip to, to Knoxville in the past two years or so. Uh, four-star defensive lineman out of Innsworth School in Nashville that I actually saw play last week. and uh, And this was not a game that was originally on his schedule, but kind of changed his plans, decided to go ahead and visit for this game since he's on fall break and just a chance to stay home. And it sounds like he's pretty excited about Tennessee also. Um, and, and I think they're certainly one of the top teams in the running for him. So we'll have a full visitor list tomorrow uh, on Govalls 24 7. Should be a pretty good turnout for the weekend for sure. Uh, some possibilities in the 2024 class that we'll see if they end up uh, coming in. You know, Tennessee's been recruiting some guys like Max LeBlanc, the four star Ohio State tight end commitment at Baylor School in Chattanooga. Um, there's been at least some talk of him making it in this weekend for an unofficial visit. You know, we'll see if that happens. Uh, as of the recording of this podcast, don't have a final answer on that, but certainly uh, some possibilities out there for this weekend that we'll see if they come to fruition. But should be a strong turnout either way, again, especially in the 2025 and 2026 classes.
2: And you will have coverage of it all. Where can people follow you and your work?
0: Yeah, GoVals247.com. Check out the site right now for $1 for the first month. Uh, great time to Check everything out. Obviously, with the Texas NM game coming up Saturday, Alabama week just around the corner now. Uh it's it's gonna be a lot of fun to, to to track these next few weeks at a critical stretch of the season for Tennessee. And and obviously things heating up on the on the recruiting front as well, with a lot of a lot of possibilities still out there for the 2024 class and and Tennessee obviously building some momentum now on the 2025 class uh with the addition of Dylan Lewis. So great time to check out all of that coverage and more and, and obviously a big recruiting weekend that we'll have covered for you. On all fronts at govals247.com.
2: Ryan, always appreciate your insight into Tennessee football recruiting. Have a great weekend.
0: You too. Thanks, Ben.
2: For Ryan Callahan, I am Ben McKee. This is another edition of the Govals 24 7 podcast.
1: There's that button. And now I can say thank you for listening to this edition of the Govals 24 7 podcast. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24 7 on Twitter. Ben McKee is Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24 7 on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P Brown 24 7 on Twitter. And if you just want Tennessee news on Twitter, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash GoValls 24 7. You can also go to facebook.com slash GoValls 24 uh, 7, where we update that throughout the day, all day, every day, mostly with Tennessee news, uh, but also with news that we think Falls fans will find interesting Uh, but if you want that best most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the source at govals 247com You've also got access there to two forums that run around the clock. Got the checkerboard and the summit where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with us, with thousands of Tennessee fans across the world, and with us who are on the staff. Uh, and, and no one has a more... Uh, active board with the the staff members than us. We are proud to be there all the time answering any question that you've got, and You get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That is all that it costs. And that's after a quick free trial. And once you pay us that reasonable rate, which is again, less than one mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, uh, which is an excellent growing behemoth of a streaming arm there with us here at CBS, Paramount, Viacom, etc. You get every show CBS has ever made commercial free. You get new movies, you get classic movies that rotate in every single month. Uh, You also get just tons of original content, tons of great original Paramount Plus content. And you also uh, get access to the vaults of uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Smithsonian, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, something for the entire family. All of that, all of that, for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. that That is so much stuff. So much stuff. That's a bunch of stuff. Less than one m- lunch a month. That's all that it costs. So go to GoVols247.com and do that. Take advantage of that. Tell your friends to go do that. Again, thank you for listening. You can always go subscribe to us on every content uh, item, everywhere you can get a podcast. You can get this podcast. So please go do that. Thank you for listening again. And uh, be kind to each other, guys. Just try to be kind to each other. There's just not nearly enough people in this world being kind to each other and having basic human empathy and dignity. Let's be better to each other. Let's be good. See you guys.